Welcome to Pod Me If You Can, I'm David Farrell. And I'm Lloyd Hughes. And today's film is Magic Mike. Two straight guys are going to review a male stripper movie. <laughs> I got a strange uh, look when I went into the cinema and the guy tore up the ticket. He goes, oh, two tickets for Magic Mike? And he looked at me and I was just walking away going... Oh. <laughs> but you took a girl, didn't you? Yes, I did. So that was uh, lucky. <laughs> uh, I was the only man in my screening. I, I, I was one of three. One of three, that's yeah, yeah. Not, too, not too bad. Maybe some Steven Soderbergh fans in there. <laughs> I think their girlfriends were dragging them in there. Yeah. Well, um, Soderbergh, let's do a quick recap. Um, you said on the Solaris podcast, which is available if anyone wants to see it on our website, um, you said that Soderbergh makes one for them and one for me. Do you yes. want to just re- recap that? Yeah, um, I'm a big Soderbergh fan. I think he's actually in the top ten directors in the world. He is very intelligent. He's a very solid director, and he's very respected in the industry. So I guess everyone can obviously put together his relationship with um, uh, Brad Pitt and George Clooney. Pretty much when he is doing a project, people will come to him. Like It's like a... I guess it's on every actor's list to at least have worked with Sodenberg once or to get to work with Sodenberg because he's so established. Um, yep. His strategy often is to do one for them, meaning one for the studios to make a lot of money, say in Ocean's Eleven. And then he does one personal film like a Schizopolis or a Full Frontal or even The Good German or Solaris, you know. Um, but he is a very, very very good filmmaker um i know a lot of people going magic mike and i had the same reaction until you told me in that podcast um that we would we did on uh, rock of ages you said oh you know it's directed by sodenberg and i was like oh you know and then i just shut up i just went okay i'm going to give magic mike mike all the respect that it deserves like just because he's at the helm of it yeah so i guess my big question um well before i should ask the question i should mention we will be spoiling uh, this film. If you haven't seen Magic Mike and you're listening to this podcast, it's probably a good idea that you either see it or decide that you don't want to see it because we'll be ru- ruining all the crucial plot points. Um, and also probably a general warning that you're going to have some adult themes on this podcast and um, you know, definitely some adult content because it's kind of a seedy underworld Absolutely. kind of film. Um, but I guess my question for you, Lloyd, is if Soderbergh makes one studio film and one for himself, which is this? I don't know. Let's have a look at his back record. He did Contagion and Haywire, and then he I feel followed... like Contagion was probably the, the, the studio film. Yeah, I, I want to say that, but I, from, I haven't seen the film, mind you, but a lot of people tell me it's a very different kind of film like very like the reactions were so mixed some people go oh it's a very intelligent thriller and other people going oh it's so boring so I don't know um it just doesn't sound like a studio film like Ocean's Eleven or something um I I don't don't know it's got a ton of a ton of big actors though I mean it's Kate Winslet and Matt Damon absolutely Gwyneth Paltrow even though she's hardly in it and then there's Haywire which I want to say is one for him like I just saw that film and uh, mind you a lot of people want us to review that film as well (laughs) um uh, Haywire, which is uh, a thriller action movie, and that's got a ton of stars in it. Um, like Channing Tatum, Tatum's in it as well. Um, uh, uh, Michael Douglas, Antonio Banderas, and so forth. Um, even is that Michael- a police movie? It's not. No, it's a thriller. It's a spy movie. It, it, okay. It's pretty good. Maybe we should do one. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and it's got a ton of actors in it. Michael Fassbender is in it as well, which was just outstanding. So, but it, it, I've seen the film, and it's a very, you know, definitely one for him. Like the style of it is like the limey almost. And Magic Mike looks like it has all the ingredients for a studio film. Like it, I heard it was made for seven million dollars, and then yeah. it grossed like forty million. Like that's that's astronomical. You know, well, it's grossed 111 million oh at least now. Oh my gosh, that's impressive! That is amazing. Um, yeah. So it looks like it has all the ingredients of a studio film, but it's very adult. And I, I and Sodenberg approached this with a lot of respect. He didn't make it like oh, I don't want to put down Showgirls, but um, like Coyote Ugly, which was just there. Oh, yeah. you, you know what I mean? One of those studio films, like just a lot of good-looking people dancing around, pop music, the most basic love story got in there. But it wasn't, was it? It was, uh, it was Sodenberg directing it with all his intelligence and craftsmanship when he approaches those films. And i got to ask, did you like the film? Uh... I liked things about it. I did. Um, just before we move on, sure. Coyote Ugly, one of the problems with it was there was rated PG. True. And and that the, the love story... Oh, I mean, was that in, was so flimsy. <laughs> yeah. He was, he was into some comic book he wanted. I don't know. It was it was for children. It yeah. was not an adult film at all. Yeah. And as you say, this one has... He has um, done it as an adult film. You know, yes. it's very adult content. Yep. Um... Obviously, I'm impressed with Steven Soderbergh. He's he's doing what Robert Rodriguez does, which is make a film cheaply that is commercially profitable. And uh, I'm sure he's doing them on time as well, which is Robert yeah. Rodriguez's claim to fame as well. Yep. Um, it's a very this- rare you have a director who can do both, who, who knows how to make what the audiences want and knows how to make his own personal sort of films it's very rare you can get the two like uh, take for example Orson Welles Orson Welles was arguably the greatest director of all time he could never make a commercial film ever he would kill to have done what Soderbergh could do like for example his only Hollywood movie he ever did was The Stranger and that was the most basic like action cut action cut you know you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. he just went by the numbers and flopped miserably um, Sodenberg, like David said, he's always respected him. David was a big fan of um, Sodenberg when he was doing Ocean's Eleven and stuff like that, and that was by the numbers films, but they were very well done. You know, he knew True. what the audiences wanted, and there were huge successes. So yeah, I, I agree with you absolutely. Look, I think he's dressed up a Hollywood film as an. In- it's a pretty independent film. Yes, I think that if you have you seen the trailers for this Magic Mike? Yes, yes I did. I saw it at Rock of Ages. So the trailers, it's all the dancing parts. Mm-hmm. It's all the flesh. It's, uh, you know, Channing Tatum smiling and just being like, hey, well, welcome to our world kind of thing. <laughs> yes. And and it's it's come and see some male strippers, isn't it? Mm. I mean, yep. it doesn't give you much of a clue of uh, the underbelly that's sort of there behind the curtain. And I liked this film because it looked behind the curtain. Yep, um, Absolutely. The thing that I compare this with, and uh, it's because of my own personal experience, um, I made a documentary called The Young and the Wrestlers, and it's all about behind the scenes of some professional wrestlers, and the whole thing is on YouTube. If you go to our um, uh, website, www.podmeifyoucan.com, you can find my YouTube from there. Uh, The entire documentary is up there, and it's all behind the scenes on these shows that get put on. Yep. And wrestling, wrestling. I'm sure this was sort of talked about when The Wrestler came out with Mickey Rourke. Wrestling is sort of this choreographed fighting that is almost like dancing at times. Yes. 
Well said. And I can... I compared this magic mic just like the same thing, um, but with tipping, I guess. They're getting tips for it, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, they're going out there, they're putting on the show, there's the costumes, there's the gimmicks, they all have nicknames, you know, we've got the kid, we've got uh, Magic Mike himself, Dallas is the, I'm guessing he's from Dallas, Matthew McConaughey's character, um, but they all have gimmicks exactly like wrestling. Wow, that's a great comparison. Yeah, so I, I just immediately thought, especially when they went backstage and everyone was sort of hanging out, like preparing and stuff like that, um, you know, getting ready, putting on tanning uh, spray and things like that, it immediately felt like that sort of behind-the-curtain look at wrestling. Wow. Uh, did, um, in your docker, you sort of mentioned the steroids as well um, yeah. with a, a few particular guys. Um in this one, I'm shocked that they didn't go into it. Like, I guess none of them took steroids, um, except for maybe the big Tarzan character. But it was Tarzan was actually a professional wrestler. Oh, really? He's played. He's played by Kevin Nash. Um, yeah, he's a bit past it now, but he was big uh, in the '90s in WCW and then in WWE. Oh, right, Kevin Nash. Yeah, the he- name sounds familiar, but um, yeah, I can't picture any image or anything. <laughs> Well, I mean, he looks pretty similar to how he does in wrestling, like okay. in this film. Um, but he was like a buddy of um, Triple H and stuff in WWE. Sure. Anyway, uh, we probably don't have to talk about wrestling too much. But yeah, he <laughs> was—he seemed like he was on steroids a little bit in the film. Yeah, yeah. I thought um, they would go into that at all, but no. Um, I, I get—I'm assuming steroids isn't a big thing in male stripping, just from this movie. I assumed it was, but because I don't know, someone like Sodenberg didn't go into that so maybe it isn't a bigger factor with male strippers as it is in say wrestling i thought the seven million dollar budget probably contributed to that because what you get is you get two main characters you've got channing tatum and you've got uh what's his name like alex pfeiffer or something yep um yeah so the main two sort of characters and everybody else is secondary everybody else is a second tier character and for that we don't really get to know them very well they Mm -hmm. all have about one or two scenes that they're in and otherwise they're just background decoration (laughs) yeah definitely did you did you feel like you got to know any of the other strippers besides like matthew mcconaughey no not at all uh not at all Uh, matthew mcconaughey i felt like yeah he they gave us a lot of information on him his back maybe a little not much of his backstory just a little bit just to Mm. understand why he's just the cowboy um, and it's Matthew McConaughey, you know, he brings a whole backstory in itself. It's like casting Tom Hanks in a film or like, you know, as Alfred Hitchcock said when he always cast Cary Grant in his movies because the audience knows him already before, you know, it just saves all that exposition. Same thing with Dallas as well. <laughs> the yeah. character of Dallas by Matthew McConaughey. You just know what kind of a cowboy he was beforehand with the accent and his body yep. and everything like that. Um, but yeah, you're yeah. right. All the other characters was just like really decorations on the wall, weren't they? They had very little time. I mean, you sort of picked up on it, but they had very little time to explain who they were. Mm-hmm. So there's the guy who's using the penis pump. Yeah. Um, and he's Joe, like, Manginello yeah, or something. Yeah, because he has a name is. very large, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he um, he's in True Blood, and I've just spent uh, the last couple of weeks burning through uh, four seasons of True Blood <laughs> that I've got... A, Gone out and rented. So I gotta ask, is that to... show any good? You know, um, season one, pretty good. Season two, not very good. Like, it's all Downhill? witchcraft and stuff. Then season three and four, it picks up again because, like, you introduce werewolves and 
and there's some very interesting stuff going on. I, I heard I think people it's pretty say well made. it's um, Days of Our Lives with Vampires. Uh, a little bit, yeah, because I mean they get some pretty attractive people, but there's a lot more nudity and blood in the show. Sure. <laughs> Um, but it, uh, the reason I was drawn to it was I only recently saw the end of Six Feet Under and um, it's got Alan Ball, the creator of Six Feet Under, created this show as well. Oh, so. wow. Okay, I've got to give that show some respect then. Yeah, no, I thought I'd better give it a look and yeah. it's it's pretty good. Like, it takes you to some interesting places. Oh, cool. I've got to yeah. give that show a chance. When I get off Game anyway. of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, the Joe uh, Manganiello or whatever his name is... Um, is in this film and he's got like two or three scenes to establish who he is and he's really just an appendage (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Dave I gotta ask what was your audience reaction when you were in the cinema was it was it a packed audience Um, and obviously you said you're the only male in 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 the cinema you were at yes well I can't be sure actually because the session I went to was a mums and bubs screen oh right right some of the little babies could have been male well I'll uh, tell you my audience reaction the cinema was almost packed like oh uh, yep. uh, no it was packed it was packed like the front row had four people on it and all the other seats were just packed it was major- as i said majority um uh ladies i was one of three males in the uh, in the audience and they loved this they were laughing the whole way through they were like especially at the the um the pump scene um, mm-hmm. They could not stop laughing. It was hilarious. And all the dance sequences and when Chanum Tatum, when you first see him walking naked and he's putting on his clothes and he shaves a bit of his pubic hair, um, but they were giggling, they were laughing, they are going, ow, you know, it was every bit of a reaction you could possibly want. Like if Sodenberg was in that audience, he would have went, yes, I did it. <laughs> um, it, it was a fabulous screening, um, fabulous thing. The ending, though, and I sorry to jump ahead a bit, but they were all like, "Oh, no, you're right. you know what I mean?" Like because I'm such a Soderberg fan, I was already packing up. I knew the ending was coming already at the moment he sat down at that um, kitchen table. And when it yeah. ended, you hear half the audience go, "What?" Like just like that, you know? They wanted more. They wanted to see yep. more and more. Yeah, but um, I got to say, the ladies love this movie. It's all over Facebook. It's all over Twitter. Like. Um, all my friends, all my lady friends on Facebook, they're just posting everything. They're, like, they were changing their um, timeline photos or even their profile photos <laughs> to Channing Tatum. You know, it's, Channing Tatum, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It just... Um, how do I pronounce his name? Uh, it's Channing Tatum. Channing. I always say Channing. <laughs> yeah, I heard. <laughs> um, He'll enjoy that if he ever hears this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he's okay. I, I think he's fine. I, I liked his small bit in Public Enemies as well. But he... Um, you know the girls love this guy he's a good looking kid perfect body he can dance and he's a stripper and all the rest of it and he's got that 50s iron jaw sort of like a really good looking Matt Hughes if people are UFC fans um, and you know it's all over Facebook and people just go crazy about this film I know people have seen it already two, two three times you know <laughs> it's all like um, 50 shades of grey like it sort of sparked off this thing with the ladies it just hit a chord I feel maybe not as big as Fifty Shades of Grey but you know it's definitely not as big but um, yeah. it's definitely making a return isn't it at the yeah. box office yeah yeah no definitely you know, you know they're making Fifty Shades into a film I heard I heard and the casting for it is huge I've already heard big name stars are possible, possibly in sight and everything yeah the um, the guy in the film do you know who Matt Bomer is no the guy idea. from White White Collar Blue nope 
Uh, he was in the film. He was the guy who was like, uh, you know, um, my wife's beautiful, isn't she? Why don't you? Oh, touch really? Her? Go on. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Um, he was in the movie In Time as well. Um, he got turned down, so he's not going to be in Fifty Shades of Grey. But he was one of the names they were batting around. Right. Right. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're we're taking a bit of a detour. No, that's um, <laughs> the the, the movie, movie in itself lends itself to so many different subjects, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, I was going to ask your brother does bodybuilding. Yep. Yeah, he's actually a bodybuilding a s- champion, uh, ACT and uh, New South Wales. Is is there like a seedy underworld that's similar to Magic Mike? Well, I asked him about that. He he actually does know a couple of strippers um, that do it, and it's very rare to find a male stripper and. I guess Josh could have went into that. Um, my brother could have went into that area, but he just, you know, oh, that's not for me sort of thing. Um, but yeah, there is that kind of... Um, he was a natural bodybuilder, so he never did the roids or anything like that. But he did tell me a lot of the stuff that goes behind the scenes and things like that. I can't remember any major stories, but um, I don't think it would have been as exciting as your wrestling one. Uh, the one uh, Because the wrestling seems to be more about showmanship and you really have to get in character. And not to put my brother down or anything but obviously there's a lot of pressure but really he's just getting up there performing poses um to music and stuff like that where you know wrestling is a lot verbal is a lot of interaction with the crowd and so forth like that and there's a yeah. like drama playing out so I, I don't know it just yeah but there's yeah there's a lot of especially the gearing up for the body the putting on the body paint um the dieting especially and then working on the poses and the drama that sort of goes behind the scenes the you know who's stealing whose poses and they, like they all have to come out at the end and pose and people were trying to get because josh was winning people were getting in front of my brother at the last pose <laughs> to try to cover him up every chance he could get and i thought that was an interesting he goes no that's common in bodybuilding i'm like really that sounds so dumb <laughs> yeah they kind of do similar stuff in pumping iron it's a lot of mind games yeah it's a lot absolutely very well a very good comparison there um pumping iron which isn't a natural bodybuilding so that's more extreme than what my brother did um but yeah you're absolutely right mind games there's a lot of mind games going on um we'll just back to magic mike for a few minutes (laughs) (laughs) um the relationships that mike has in this film i think this is where the film really falls down for me um olivia munn plays uh joanna who's this girl who as you said he's uh shows his butt at the beginning of the film and for Channing Tatum fans, I'm sure you've also seen his butt in The Vow, <laughs> which <laughs> seems to be the thing he's doing at the moment. Um, Olivia Munn is um, the character who he's having a threesome with at the beginning of the film. And uh, there's sort of this, he calls her or texts her a few times during the film, and there's sort of this... Casual relationship. Obviously, yeah, casual relationship that they have. All right, so just a heads up, I'm just about to do a spoiler for uh, Up in the Air. Um, It's a George Clooney film with Vera Farmiga, and there's a very similar twist in both Magic Mike and Up in the Air. Um, George Clooney, his character, goes to her house to see her, and when she opens the door, she's like, what are you doing here and stuff? And the husband in the background says, oh, who is it, honey, kind of thing, and she's been having an affair with him the whole time. Uh, When you see Joanna in this film, uh, she's sitting with her her uh, fiance at one point and Magic Mike, well he's Mike at the time uh, goes and says hi to her and she's like oh this is my fiance and sort of it's a big revelation to him yeah Yeah. for me the relationships in this film 
I sort of didn't care. I didn't feel like there was very much chemistry. Yeah, it's very strange. It might be accurate to the world um, it, that uh, Sonnenberg's betray, uh, portraying because uh, from what I understand, that underground world, relationships are very complicated, <laughs> very, um, you know, uh, uh, like... Uh, as you said, casual sort of thing. So they're more complex in a way. But as a viewer, I, yeah, I, I was just like, uh, do I care? Is this a very strong moment in his life? Like, does he actually care for this girl? Or, you know what I mean? Like, it was, yeah. That's the thing, yeah. I didn't think he really should have cared for that girl yeah. like, as much as he did. Um, and also there's the relationship he has between the sister, mm-hmm. uh, the kid's sister, um, which they sort of build up as the film goes on. Mm-hmm. But again, not great. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And he's, he's a bit of a wooden actor, Channing Tatum. He's getting there. Um, he's better than uh, Sam... I heard him being compared to Sam Worthington. I don't want to go on a Worthington rant. I think I'm, <laughs> I'm, I really, I'm really apologetic with how bad I went on Man on the Ledge. But he is... Yeah, Channing Tatum is, um, is maturing, as you say. The, well, the film is about ambition. He doesn't want to be just a stripper. Mm-hmm. And... It's this like it's this eight mile kind of movie for Channing Tatum because he was a stripper. The, the same key way. line in it was when the girl goes, "You're a thirty year old stripper who can't get it together," sort of thing. Who has no idea what he's doing, and it really hits him. Like, mm. yeah, you're right, you know. And it's so sad. I thought that was really well done. Like, you know, he's living this great life, and this one girl just says this one line that just destroys him to pieces. And yeah, I like. Um, that whole moment when he's looking at all the strippers and he's looking at his life and we just see constant close-ups of Tatum, like his eyes just watching everyone go, like he's just looking at this life and then he eventually leaves. you remember that sequence? Right at the end. Yeah, right at the end. I really like that. Um, you know, nothing needs to be said. It's just just show it all through his eyes and what he's looking at and you really get understand what he, what's, going, what's going on there. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um that whole ending i mean that's probably the only thing i really take issue with i feel like you know seven million dollars didn't go as far as it should have um yeah the sort of all right well first of all his attempt to sell tables like he's got making custom tables Mm -hmm. right seems like a bit of an afterthought as far as the plot goes because he's never really selling them he just wants to you Mm -hmm. know um he tries to get a loan which he doesn't get and he doesn't really explore any other avenues at all to sell these tables Mm. i mean if it's me i'm trying to get them into other stores so that another store could sell them so he could get some credibility or something yeah it's weird the film didn't show much of that maybe he was but the film didn't explore it it only had that one scene where he's trying to get a loan um we never saw him obviously shows the tables he's got a bit of a flip book yeah yeah um, we never saw him making a table. We never saw him like talking it to as much people as possible. Like he's obviously a great sales guy. Like how he just approaches girls in a club and just tells them, you know, smoothes them and has that wonderful charm to get them into the into um, where he performs um, yeah. and so forth. Uh, yeah, but we never see him talking about his tables. That really. Well, look, and at the end, which as I said is sort of the bit I took a bit of issue with, besides the relationships. Um, He's sort of, he's looking around, as you say, and then at the end, they replace Mike pretty much straight away with the kid. Yeah. Okay, Mike's out, the kid is in. Yeah. And it's a real goodwill hunting kind of ending, except he doesn't tell them anything. He doesn't tell them he's leaving. There's no got to go see about a girl line. He just goes and sees the girl. Yeah, I, I felt there didn't need to be to say anything there. Like, um, because there was that previous scene where he goes, I could just walk out. 
and he goes well why don't you and he just doesn't say anything and eventually he just does walk out like that in itself is a huge statement i i don't think it needed to have that whole scene where you know he's saying i'm i'm this is it it's over for me i think just by having those close-ups of his eyes and looking at it and then him slightly crying and then walking out i, I felt well for me anyway that was enough but with the reaction of the viewers i had obviously it wasn't <laughs> Yeah, well, I would have preferred almost that they all went to Miami first before sure. he said, "I'm done." Where is the film? Um, uh, t- I thought it was in Miami, set in Miami. Where is it set in? I have no idea where it's set. Uh, it must be near Miami because they can all sort of migrate in that direction. Sure. Um, but I would have preferred for the ending if they all went to Miami and then maybe Mike's quitting hurt Dallas more. Mm. You know, because he wasn't going to give him ten percent or whatever he would. You know was arranged um and then it didn't feel like dallas lost anything as a mentor to him he just lost you know the person he was mentoring Mm. um but he didn't lose any money there was no confrontation there was no leaving him in the lurch because he'd already trained his own replacement you know Mm. what i mean yeah yeah and it's i don't know it's shocking how replaceable i get like it's interesting i know girls have to face this like in show business a lot like the hot new actress like you can be as beautiful as possible but you know beauty only gets you to a certain point because there's always another one coming along isn't that a sad thing yeah. like um unless you have super talent uh like uh charlie's theron or, or theron or something like that where they can keep going charlie's theron yeah 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 um and uh, in this one the male strippers like it's just they're so replaceable like the hot young kid just comes along and you're the star now you know it's gone i i felt a bit of that when when that happened it's just like wow you know all of tatum's years as a performing just you know just replaced just like that <laughs> yeah and he's he's been there for six years there's yeah. no like uh you know loyalty in a way mm-hmm. yeah but anyway they're Cold all trying business, to earn respect huh? yeah yeah no it's, it's interesting when you get that sort of look into it um from this point of view what did you think of the other guy the kid because i thought he didn't really have much to do in this film he has little dialogue he was an unlikable character um i think it made channel uh, tatum so much more likable because he took him on his wing he was so helpful he drove him everywhere he was really forgiving with a lot of what the kid like the kid was so sloppy in a lot of places and Tatum was just always there for him like an older big brother looking out for him and so forth like that but you know just to put in simplistic terms he was just a douche you know (laughs) the young kid he was just this really young uh, but I think Tatum said that in one of his monologues he's a 19 year old kid he's in the best job of his life you know he's just getting girls every night um he just has to work out every day you know he's probably in the best position for a 19 year old you know he's a good looking young kid as well um, so maybe Dude, they didn't do much working out, did they? There was no, that one scene yeah, yeah. where they were all in front yeah, of a mirror. Yeah, that's right. And um, Dallas is um, uh, uh, coaching him, but that was it. You know, I'm assuming there's a lot to stripping, like a lot, like to preserve your body. You have to watch your diet, and you have to perform dancing. Like the dance sequences are pretty good. Uh, I, I like them. Well, I, I like Tatum's dancing and so forth. Yeah, I made a note about the dance sequences. I thought uh, it was probably bad luck for them all to open umbrellas inside. <laughs> they're doing that it's raining men sequence yeah yeah, yeah they're just all opening umbrellas but, but I, I couldn't stop laughing at the scene with the um the tarzan guy um was like lifting uh, it wasn't the tarzan guy but it was a tarzan like sequence he's lifting a girl 
like um, oh, yeah. upside down. Then he just puts it down his back saw and he just goes, oh, and he looks at Dallas and shakes his head and walks off stage. Like he's actually... He picked in- up the biggest girl, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. But he's actually in pain. Like his back goes, no, I can't do this and walks off. And then it's it's during a montage sequence. And it was yeah. so funny. They just skim over that. Like, oh, yeah, that happens, you know. I thought I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> The whole thing is shot in a nice Soderbergh style with mounted cameras on car exteriors, you know. Um, and that's another thing with Soderbergh. He didn't cut to pieces the choreography of the dance sequence. That's very important. Like, a lot of dancers complain, because my brother's girlfriend, she's a very, very established dancer. Cocoloco.com.au if you guys are interested. Um, she's a very established dancer in Canberra. She's been doing it since she was three years old. Um, you know, and the big thing she says to me is, in a lot of these dance movies, they um, edit all the dance sequence out. So a choreographer spends ages and ages choreography. I can't pronounce that word. <laughs> Choreographing, uh, yeah, yeah, a large saying, dance, like, sequence. dance sequence. Yeah, yeah, and yep. um, they cut it to pieces with the editing, like close up, um, long shot, especially in music videos. Sodenberg didn't do that as much in this film at all. He really left it in long shots and just let the strippers do their thing. If you notice that, yep. th- th- that's one thing I noticed. I took note of in the film and I was very um, impressed with Sodenberg to do that. He didn't go for that music video style. But didn't you find some of his close-ups really weird? I, I still, even now, one of the first things that comes up when you mention Magic Mike or I see a movie poster of it is the close-up of the girl watching Tatum dance. Don't you reckon there were really long close-ups of her? Um, which girl? Is it specific... <laughs> Do you mean the it's sister? A si- it's a sister. It's a sister oh, when okay. she first comes in and she's just looking at Tatum. I don't know, it was almost comical. And it just keeps cutting back to her looking. Like, obviously, there's a lot going on in the psychology. She's taking in this world and what he does yeah. for a living. But there were just so many close-ups of her going back. I was like, oh, that's, that's a very weird shot. <laughs> mm. I don't know, maybe yeah, it's no. just me. Watch it again and I thought it was funny. <laughs> I really like the. I like it when the camera is put on its side, and when the brother, uh, you know, is in the back of her car and uh, he's lying on his side, and the camera gets put on its side, and uh, oh, that was cool! Yeah, that was a great shot. Oh, thank God you you took note of that. That was a fantastic shot. Yeah, it was just after he, I think he just took heavy drugs, and the sister found her with with vomit. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. With vomit, yeah, it's a very brutal scene, that that thing. And the the weird girlfriend with the little piglet. Yep. Yeah, that was um, a- she's she's Elvis's granddaughter, oh, Riley really? Keo. <laughs> yeah. What a weird character. And then Tatum just goes, oh, I don't need this <laughs> You know, when he kept looking at her dancing. Yeah. yeah, that was great. Um, and then, yeah, he wakes up in this car looking and the camera's all sideways. And I was like, what a fantastic shot. Like, only Sodenberg could come up with stuff like that. Yeah, on the whole, man, I think I enjoyed the film. It was I, good, um, man. It was yeah, it was really good. Like people always paid me out when I said, um, "Oh yeah, I'm watching Magic Bike," you know, obviously because you wanted to do this for the podcast and everything like that. But I was like, "No, it's Sonnenberg. I'm I'm happy to see it." And when I got to the end of it, I thought it was a very good movie. I liked it. Um, very solid. Very well done. It's well made. Um, like the the flesh is really only there to get more people in the seats. Yeah, I want to say know, it's, compare it's it to like if they'd given it to like. Maybe not a Michael Bay, but that kind of director. Could you imagine the direction this film would have went in had it been given to, like, 
you know, a Mick G or something, a director like that, they would have just well, made no a- explosions. Neither of them would have taken <laughs> it. <laughs> but they would have just made a massive music video and just used yeah. all these beautiful male strippers, marketed it like crazy to that um, to the ladies, you know, and it'll ju- it would have just been like one of those films. But Magic Mike, yes. It, cap- it, it it succeeded in gaining that audience and the, the ladies loved it but also it's a good movie it's a very good story it's very well told and I'm so happy um, someone like Sodenberg out there exists to take these subjects I hope he does more I hope he does something on wrestling and makes a movie like with Mickey Raw called The Wrestler <laughs> I'm only kidding <laughs> well that's the, that's the thing if Mickey Rourke wasn't in The Wrestler I don't think it would have been nominated for so many awards mm-hmm. Um, if this film had two better actors as the kid and Magic Mike, I think it could have been that, nominated. That's for a awards. really good point. I think Sonnenberg was very brave in going Tatum. What's the backstory with Tatum? Like, um, why was he chosen? He used for to be this? a stripper. He wow. moved into acting. Yeah, so it's sort a bio- of his own bio- biographical sort of movie. Yeah, but it's loose because none of this stuff really happened to him. There's no drug sequences and stuff. Wow. Okay. Although the drug sequences were pretty independently shot, weren't they? There's just a blur, and they went on and on. Yeah, well, Sodenberg's from- had a lot of um, a lot of practice with that after Traffic and and Che and all that. Yeah, well, those sequences made me think it's an independent film yes. dressed as a Hollywood movie. Yes, but well said. Um, I think you're absolutely right. Had they have cast, well, let's think of an example. What's a, like a Brad Pitt? In the role, maybe. Well, uh, well maybe he's Brad a bit too Pitt's old a bit older. It. He would have yeah. been a Matthew McConaughey type, and Matthew McConaughey did a good job. He's the only one who's going to get a nomination out of this. Yeah, well, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, very well said. Had they have chosen a very established actor and pushed him to perform like the nudity and so forth, like that, then yeah, absolutely, this film would have been right up there for Academy Award nominations and things like that. I think this film might have worked for awards better if um it was two unknowns if it was two guys we'd never seen before because i can kind of go right what do i know about channing tatum and then you know yeah see him in this film but uh, all um, in all if I th- it was somebody I- yeah sorry go on no you're right you're right i was just gonna say so i already kind of go in with my own thoughts and stuff about it sure. if it was two people i'd never seen before channing tatum's as a producer on this film he's gonna make a bucket load of money on the back end <laughs> He easily could have not been in this film, mm. you know, or he could have played an older part, like a Matthew McConaughey type. He's been there a while, you know? Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I already went in with preconceived notions of this film because it was the Channing Tatum story, in a way. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, but I was pleasantly surprised with Matthew McConaughey's character, how he had the bust of himself at his house. <laughs> I bet he got to keep that. Uh, yeah, I bet you they didn't have any set decorations for that. Oh, we'll just film at Matthew's house. Oh, yeah, nice spot. Yeah, right. Can we use this in the movie? <laughs> yeah, sure, man. You're going to use whatever you want. Yeah. I can't do a Matthew McConaughey, but anyway. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Um, yeah, well, no, they, they did I really well better. with this film. They like uh, It just shows... Um, just go to, fa- go to Facebook and look at all the posts, like... Um, or maybe you have to scroll down because the movie's a few weeks old now. But um, yeah, or Twitter and look at the girls' reactions. They did. They knew what they were doing with this. <laughs> well, also on Twitter, Lloyd, um, in July, Channing Tatum confirmed that they're working on a sequel. Oh, really? He responded, y- "Yes, yes, yes. We're working on the concept now. We want to flip the script and make it even bigger." Okay, well... So how, just, how do you make it even bigger? That's just lost me. I think um, it's like District 9. 
quit while you're ahead, you know, because if you make a sequel, you're going to Matrix it. And for those of you who don't know, Matrix 1 was a massive, massive success, and they killed it with 2 and 3. Like, the whole mythology is ruined. Um, I think Magic Mike's a good little movie. Just leave it at that. <laughs> How do you think they could make it bigger? How do I think they could make it bigger? Uh, well, all the strippers from this movie are all going to Miami, mm-hmm. so... Channing Tatum's character, if you wanted to have any of them in it, would have to go to Miami. And create a rivalry dance school. And it's a big rivalry between... Oh, club. It's a big rivalry between Matthew McConaughey's strip club and uh, Channing Tatum's uh, strip club. And this time they bring in girls. And I'll bet that he's still with the sister character. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, he's also selling tables there during the day or something. Yep. And uh, the kid will come back. He'll defect from Matthew McConaughey and come back and work with Channing Tatum. To make tables? No, no. Uh, well, maybe. But to go work in his club rather than... Oh, yeah. And, and at, his, at uh, Tatum's club, all the furniture is made by him, handmade. And of course it is. Yeah, and he's physically ha- building the, um, the strip club. Like you know, because he's a he's a construction worker. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. There, there it is. That's probably <laughs> the sequel. I guess it'd be called Magic Mike Two. Yeah. yeah. Magic Mike Two Electric Boogaloo. I'm glad you like this. Um, my friend who I took in, she's a lady as well. Oh, she's a girl, and she didn't like this movie at all. And I was like, really? I thought all the girls would have loved this. <laughs> I guess I went in going, all right, I'm here for the stylish Soderbergh movie, you know, and I didn't really. Um, think too much about it, um, but I was pleasantly surprised with what was put in front of me. Really, yes. the shots and stuff. I was exactly. I, I like the, the style reaction. of it. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, um, hope you've enjoyed the discussion. As always, you can find links to Facebook, our YouTube's, and so forth at www.podmeifyoucan.com. Uh, we're running a poll on Facebook at the moment about what film we should review in the near future. Uh, so I'd encourage you to go and vote for one of the five choices. Um, we will be reviewing one of them based on the votes. Um, also, I think it's probably a pretty good way of doing that in the future. So just keep an eye on our Facebook page for future polls. And uh, thank you very much for listening. Thanks, guys. All the best. <laughs>